1: plushcare.com slash weight loss this smackdown was the go home episode for summit slam so i guess we've got to go home Ah, that was a waste of all of our time. Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs, the wrestling show that never ends. Because wrestling never ends, so I never end. So essentially, I am the never-ending story. And if you like saying, Simon, I've never heard of the never-ending story, well, now we can't be friends. You've never watched the never-ending story? I don't know know how we got here. I'm in a very silly mood, hence why I'm wearing my silly T-shirt. Let's take the finger of power, which is not a thing, and give the good bits an up. The bad bits are down. Wonderfully, too. The first thing we got on this week's Smack-A-Down was the arrival of LA Knight, and you know the deal. Everybody went crazy. Although I fell to my knees. I was like, please, WWE, just push this man. I don't want to feel sad in my tum tum because we let another organic guy go by the wayside. I mean, it's just so damn entertaining. I want to see it click. He was really good here too because he talked about the fact he is going to be in the SummerSlam Battle Royal and that there's going to be 24 other dudes in it. We then cut to the graphic and there was about eight individuals. He was like, well, clearly that's not everyone. For some reason, it made me laugh. He also made sure that he took shots at The Miz and Sheamus. This did make all the sense in the world, because out came the Irishman, and these two were going to have a fight. I don't want to say when it comes to Sheamus, it is a little bit strange what WWE has decided to do, as he actually spoke about in an interview recently. Because ever since Clash of the Castle, yeah, do we really capitalize on his momentum? I say... No. Sheamus went full-on power mode at the start until they tumbled over the top rope onto the floor. And you know the deal. Because there is going to be a battle rule tomorrow, all of a sudden, a bunch of the participants came to ringside. This is a strange thing to do. This is like you being invited to a party on the Sunday, and Saturday, you just turn up at the person's house. They're like, well, why are you here? Well, I just couldn't wait. But it was the likes of Santos Escobar, Grayson Waller, Karrion Cross, and AJ Styles. And that one, I can't get my head around. You couldn't find a proper match for AJ Styles or SummerSlam? I <laughs> don't know why I spat. None of this bothered Seamus at all though, because he grabbed LA Knight and he hit the white noise on the ring apron. Wait a minute, the ring apron? Hang on. <laughs> I'd been asked to figure out what the hardest part of the ring was, which was difficult for me. This wasn't my usual wrestling angle case. After weeks of investigating, I figured it out though. It was that bit in the corner. It looked pretty hard to me. Fans just continued to cheer for LA Knight during this and they even booed Seamus till LA Knight did his big old elbow thing, which means people on the internet were going, oh my gosh, he's a bit like The Rock, because yeah, Trying to copy one of the best wrestlers ever sounds like a terrible idea. When L.A. went for the blunt force trauma, but instead, Seamus turned it into the Irish curse. That sounds like he got a wand out of his pants and did some magic. That sounded terrible. This then went crazy too because we got an avalanche white noise and Seamus locked in the cloverleaf when, yes, they were on the top rope and they accidentally fell to the floor. Now, one, they covered this like super professionals. but Also, two, I just don't care. They're human beings. They're allowed to make mistakes. If this is your biggest problem in the world today, you should be skipping along in fairy town because you have a damn great life. Once again, I couldn't give a flub, for goodness sake. Austin Theory then just appeared like a Pokemon to attack Santos Escobar, because of course they're having a feud, where The Miz started to badmouth Sheamus, so Sheamus was like, well, what are you doing? And he hit him with the 10 beats. Of course, he shouldn't have done this because it did serve as a distraction, although at least this one wasn't a silly billy because LA Knight stuck up behind him. He hit the blunt force trauma and he got the one, two, three. Now, this spit my feelings right down the middle because usually if you do win on the go-home show, it means you're going to lose at the pay-per-view premium live event, but this is different. LA Knight is over like Rover. He should win here and he should win that damn battle royal. Don't let me down, WWE. Otherwise, I'm gonna go on the internet and moan. I still think this is a big deal because he did beat Sheamus, who is a big deal within himself, and then Carrying Cross and Grayson and Waller chased away LA. That kind of gives me the fear as well. However, all of this was very, very joyful. Giving it an up. And it felt like we weren't gonna be heading to Pastures New because we cut to the back and the OC, the brawling brutes, were yelling at each other. <laughs> Adam Pearce then showed up and was like, "Man, you're making my life a living hell. Just go to the ring and have a match." This ended with AJ Styles looking at Sheamus, and Sheamus looking at AJ Styles. And you know when we do that in wrestling, it means super serious nine thousand. Also, I'll take that program. Should be pretty good. We then got that same video that we got on Raw for Cody versus Brock, and it is so good. Even though it does make it feel like somebody has died. When yeah, it was time for the Prawling brutes versus the OC or the Good Brothers, and it ended in a no contest. <laughs> Of course it did. Here's the thing though, it actually ruled. Because all of these four kicked each other's ass before Butch got the hot tag, and you're not going to believe this, he did run wild. When the tag claxon went off, ha, so they all started throwing fisticuffs. Just as we were getting to the finish though, all of a sudden the street profits arrived, and yes, as Bobby Lashley had told them, they were dressed in nice threads, and they whooped everybody's ass. Dare I say it, they looked bloody brilliant. Nobody was left standing either, as Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford were like, that's right, we've done it. When they went back to the entranceway, who came out to celebrate with them? It was Bob. And this is when I absolutely died because I think they're meant to be a hill group. And this arena went crazy for Bobby Lashley. Made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. I love that guy. I'm always scared this kind of stuff will vanish because WWE loves doing that with Bob. But once again, let's just keep everything crossed. I mean, even if we have to turn them into a babyface group, I don't care. There is clearly something here. And also, they're just so damn cool. They just have vibes. I mean, they're way cooler than me. Look at my stupid head. But this is the direction to go. Giving it up. Charlotte Flair was then cutting a promo for her upcoming match at SummerSlam. And she was just chilling out and being all arrogant on a yacht. I'm like, man, I don't know if she's heel or face. Let's find out. Hello, everybody. My name is Bruce Shindig. And welcome to another episode of Heel or Face this week featuring Charlotte Flair. There is our heel or face wheel, which sounds very strange. We give it a spin, round and round it goes. Where it stopped, nobody knows. And this week Charlotte Flair was ding, ding, ding. <laughs> She's a heel. She also started to talk in riddles, cause she was all like, I don't have to beat Bianca Belair and Oscar, they have to beat me. I've thought about this all morning. That's not true at all. She also promised us that she will be victorious cause of course she did. And look, the bill to this has been totally squibbly wibbly but when it comes to the match, I promise you, it's going to be absolutely great. When Paul Heyman decided, I'm going to hype everybody up like crazy. Because he was in the ring and said that everything that's happened recently is the last thing that Roman Reigns has wanted. But if we are going to point the finger of blame at someone, it's going to be at Jay Uso, obviously. But he's also the reason that Jimmy Uso is in a local medical facility. So come SummerSlam, they shall engage in tribal contact. And Roman... It's gonna finish Jay off for good. Paul has also clearly been learning about Premier Pro 2 because we cut to this amazing video that also featured the Wild Samoans as we talked about the ceremonial lay. And I tell you, by the end of it, I was like, can we get in a time machine and go to SummerSlam now? I am pumped. Now, the one rule of this match is that there has to be a winner, so that was interesting. And Hayman was all like, by the end of it, Roman Reigns will still be the tribal chief. And when it comes to you, Jay Uso, you are never going to be a chief that is tribal. So stick that up your pipe. Now, these two dudes weren't even here for this, but it was still absolutely electric. And as we are so close to the pay-per-view premium live event, no, I don't think that Jay Uso is going to do it. Although, man, I tell you, I hope I'm wrong. This is wrestling, though. So given that Paul Heyman had said Jay's name at least 78,922 times, he did come out. And he will not mucking around. Because he promised to smash Roman with chairs, kendo sticks. And given that there are going to be a lot of weapons, and given that he's the head of the table, he's going to throw Roman through one of those two. Like, That's a good line. Jay also is going to bring everything he has and not only become the tribal chief, but become the universal champion. I was like, oh yeah. I actually forgot that a belt was involved in this. Because like the idiot I am, I was more interested in who's going to be the tribal chief let myself out. Sola came to the ring, but Jey Uso was in no mood to play games, and actually that's what he focused on, he was like, listen brother, you don't need to listen to this absolute madman, he's gonna cast the same mind games on you, and I promise it ends badly. We they definitely went into tease mode, because Heimer was like, haha, oh, this won't work on him, although Solo did hesitate a little bit, and of course eventually they got into it, but who stood tall? Jay Flippin' Uso. We're also going to get that match later, which of course we'll tie in and we'll chat about it in just one second as Jay once again promised to beat Roman Reigns at the SummerSlam. I'm so pumped. I can't wait. Even if they sit down and play checkers, I bet they find a way to make it work. We then caught up with the fact that Santos Escobar is the number one contender for the United States title, and we will be doing that match next week. And we got a medical update on Rey Mysterio. Now, it turns out that injury he suffered last week was very real. And at the moment, he is still being evaluated. Now, that could tie into the story, but mostly, I just hope he's okay. We then did zoom to Austin Theory, who made a great point. He's like, wait a minute, why is Santos the number one contender? Because as far as I can see, he didn't actually beat Rey Mysterio. That thing was called off. It's true. He then went full ass-hap because he said he's going to dedicate that victory to Rey Mysterio. I don't think he meant it. And then he threw some words at Cameron Grimes because they were about to have a match. I was like, where did that come from? But yeah. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Then it happened maybe I missed something I do that now look here's the deal a lot of the recent NXT call-ups have actually been pretty good take someone like Grayson Waller but when it comes to Cameron Grimes I just don't get it right now because either he's not on the show or he's in a match like this and he loses now look don't get me wrong he absolutely whooped Austin Theory's ass here and even the commentators were like oh man he's getting a whooping but still when push came to shove one, two, three, da. We did have a little bit of a tease at the start because Samos Escobar just walked out and that distracted Austin. When Cameron hit the cave in for a one, two, oh my gosh, Austin Theory got his foot on the ropes. But when Grimes went for his finisher again, they kind of had a little bit of reversals. Cameron Grimes went to the top rope. He got screwed. A-Town down. One, two, three, done. Eskimo then came back and just hit Austin Theory with a the phantom driver. I was like, well, that wasn't very nice. You're meant to be a good guy. But look, in terms of the match, I am going to give it an up. Because I think Cameron Grimes especially is really good. But I've become wrestling nerd now. I just think if you were going to call him up from NXT, he should have a program ready to go. Quite clear that hasn't been the case. So everybody get geek. Pumped, geek pumped, what the hell is geek? Point is down. Oscar was then seen training ready for her SummerSlam match and she told us that she's gonna win. So I'm like, great, here we are again. Somebody is lying to me. She also said that she has a plan. This is when she spat missed into the camera. I absolutely loved it. Cause someone out there, this was probably the first time they've ever watched wrestling. They would have been like, what the hell is that? It makes no sense at all. When Grayson Waller was here, this guy's becoming a weekly treat. It was his Grayson Waller Effect talk show too, because WWE loves those. And as his guests were EO Sky and Bailey, he was asking them about the money in the bank when Bailey was like, you shut up. Do you think we're going to tell you when we're going to cash in? We ain't idiots. You'll have to wait and find out. I mean, this is a stupid question because it's like going up to Batman and saying, are you Batman? I no, mean, wait a minute. You'd have to go up to Bruce Wayne. Look, don't worry about it. When all of a sudden, Shotzi's laugh started to echo around the arena. <laughs> Once again, This is totally crazy, because it means that Shots was backstage with the audio guy going, here, here's a tape, push play on that, just you wait. Now, of course, Bailey freaked out, but actually there was a reason to this, because Grayson started to laugh. He had set this up just to see how Bailey was going to react. I tell you, this guy is such a wonderful asshole, he's gonna go far. Around this time, two Shotzi's music started to play, but of course, this time Bailey was like, oh, ha ha, I know what you're doing. But actually, she did come out in the tank. Eosky went to confront her when it turned out it was a massive ruse, because who was already in the ring after they teleported down from the Starship Enterprise? It was Shotzi, and she just whooped Bailey's ass. And I tell you, this new look with the shaved head, she looks totally cool and way cooler than me. Welcome to the Bald Brotherhood. Now, I was still gone during this because Shotzi's plan was to shave Bailey's head and she had some hair clippers. But for some reason, WWE decided to pump in the sound effect over the loudspeakers in the arena. So somehow, these were the world's loudest hair clippers because honestly, it was like, (laughs) they've got to stop doing this stuff. We then learned that it had been Zelina Vega driving the tank, which is very strange because we haven't seen her in weeks. And because she had done that, we were going to do Zelina versus EO Sky. What? This is going to sound mad as well, given that she is Miss Money in the Bank. But as we already talked about, given we are so close to a premium live event, I wanted her to lose. Because usually if you do lose, it means you're about to win. It's like a very weird riddle. I mean, WWE is just patterned in this way because they believe if you do have the briefcase, you can get defeated and defeated and defeated. Because when you do become the champion, you basically hit reset. I do understand that. It did have the absolute best distraction finish, though, because after Bailey and Shotzi had brought to the back, they came back out to ringside where Shotzi had these hair clippers. And again, they were so damn loud. Like, these are the kind of thing I used to shave my head. And if they made that much noise, I wouldn't bother. She had no idea what was going on, so she got power bombed and hit by the code red, which means Vega did get the very surprise win. And yeah, if you want to break this right down to its core, it was two people chasing each other, trying to get rid of their hair. But not everything has to be super duper serious. And I was very sports entertained by all of this. And I also think that Shotzi will benefit from working with Bailey because she's really, really good. I am giving it an up. I liked it. Bianca Belair's video then played for the World Championship because Of course, this is the way we decided to build it. And she too said she was going to win what am i meant to do apparently there's going to be no dq no counter and no excuses man i love that idea for a stipulation ah it's a no excuse match so if you do lose you have to stand in the ring as all your other opponents just berate you michael cole also told us from nowhere that in two weeks on smackerdown we are going to celebrate 25 years of edge so something has got to be brewing there no idea what it is, which of course brought us to our main event, which was Solo Sikoa versus Jay Uso. And yes, do not forget who did Solo take on before WrestleMania? It was Cody Rhodes. So do I think we're planting seeds? You bet your ass. Early on, Solo totally killed his brother too, so that broke my heart. When Jay was like, "Wait a minute, what's the sponsor of 2023 wrestling?" Oh, that's right, it's a dive, and he smashed Solo so hard they went into Alan the Announce table. When well, we did come back from the break, though, Solo was just magically in control. So as ever, I suppose we're going to have to make it up for ourselves. So I'm going to guess that Sokoa reminded Jay that when they were kids, they used to play Mario Kart. And as Jay Uso stared off into the distance and was like, oh man, I used to love playing as Dry Bones. All of a sudden, Sakura attacked him. And that's where we got what we did. Solo also applied the dreaded nerve hold, and I like to think Jay was going, oh man, ow, you're really hurting my nerves. When he also hit a bunch of Samoan drops. And I did my research, this checks out he is Samoan. Even when Jay came back with punches, Solo just absolutely wrecked him. And when he went for a crossbody, once again Sakai was on top. So this was a bit like Cameron Grimes versus Austin Theory. No matter what Jay tried to do. He was snapped in half. He also got this spinning solo. So I was like, oh my gosh, maybe they are going to do it. But when he went for the spike, Jay Uso got out of the way. He hit a super kick. He then got hit with a kick that was super. When he came back with the spear, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He went to the top rope. He hit the big splash. And he got the one, two, three. That was the fastest ending ever. Sakura wasn't happy, obviously, so he went and got a chair, but it's all about Jay right now, so he stole this off him. He whooped his ass, which means when Smackdown went off air, who was standing tall? It was Repo Man, (laughs) imagine it was. He just pops up, oh, I'm here. It was, of course, Jay Uso. So I thought this was absolutely perfect. I mean, he's going to lose, but it was still perfect. And once again, I'm so excited for SummerSlam. It is but a few hours away, and of course I'm going to tune in. I mean, who the hell wouldn't? It is getting it up. Which brought us to the end of the Go Home, Home episode of Smackdown, and it's going to get enough. There was barely anything wrong with this show, and anything I have given an noun to is me just nitpicking. So yeah, Arrow goes that way. Now do please leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about the show. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click this video right here, which is ups and downs for Raw, so you can complete the trifecta. No, that's three. Complete the double for this week. I don't know what I'm talking about. Point is, just click it anyway. My name is Sarah from culture? Thank you very much for joining me as always. And yes, I will be back Sunday morning to up those downs for SummerSlam. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you have a good time. Know that I love you. Big hug. See you soon.